kids, welcome back to another week of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. It's great to be here with you guys. James, I'm wondering if you ever got lost as a child. I did, briefly. Uh, there was a moment when I'd gone shopping with my mum and I was looking at something uh, in, in like the fruit and veggie department or something, I don't know, and she went to get something else and I turned around, she wasn't there, and I was pretty small so I couldn't like see over those sections like uh, the where they keep everything and so I'm sort of starting to just freak out and honestly I think I was right on the verge of full-blown tears and screaming when I caught sight of her and I just felt this wave of relief like oh, <laughs> mom okay yeah yeah that was that was my story what about what about you did you ever get lost yes <laughs> mine is, oh this sounds this sounds good tell us it is it's a little bit more dramatic than yours um oh, good so... I'm excited all right get, let me get my popcorn okay yeah all right good go <laughs> So I'm guessing I would have been about three or four and my parents had taken me to their friend's place and they were having a big party and this was in Woiwoi and mum had put me down in one of the bedrooms to go to sleep. Woke up after a little bit or that's according to my mum. I think that I was sleepwalking but after a while got up, toddled out of the house and woke up about three or four streets away from the people's house. <laughs> oh, no. you, you, you're, you're saying you sleptwalked three or four streets away from the yep. house. Yes. I and your mum is skeptical of this. I, that's amazing. I, you know, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm sure I was sleepwalking because I distinctly remember like just suddenly becoming aware of where I was and I was on the corner of a street and it was pitch black and I just remember bursting into tears. Mom, where are you? And so eventually after, you know, my meltdown for 10 minutes, I um, walked up to just some random people's house and knocked on the door and was like, hello, I'm lost. And um, <laughs> my mum always just says how much she praised God um, when the young couple actually returned me to their house um, <laughs> and didn't kidnap me <laughs> instead because I could have knocked on anybody's door um, but by luck it was some really lovely people who took care of me. <laughs> okay you, you're sure they're right like they didn't just raise you as your own and just change your memories of everything that had happened up to that point like you definitely return. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, kids. I'm sure Ash was I'm sure, I'm definitely sure raised by her mum. She <laughs> never showed me my birth certificate, but I'm sure I'm hers. <laughs> okay. All right. But kids, we can all trust that Ash is indeed uh, Trisha's daughter and that everything is good. So, all right, that, But that is an amazing story. Like that is... That is legit getting lost, which is a good, uh, you know, there's a reason we're asking this story today because we're going to be hearing a little bit today in our story time about uh, when Jesus was separated from his parents. So uh, why don't we get ready for some story time, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so today, kids, we are finishing off Luke chapter 2. We're looking at verses 41 to 52. Uh, and in this passage, like I said, uh, we're going to be seeing about a time when Jesus got separated from his parents. But it's a really interesting one because this was something that Jesus did on purpose. Now, I won't give too much away. We're going to read the story. But it's a really interesting one to think about Jesus and how he listened to his mom and dad and how he listened to God and what he did with that. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the oh but before we do get into that though ash is going to tell us about what we can be doing while we're listening 
Yep, so there are some activity sheets on the parents' Facebook page if you would like to ask mum and dad to print them off for you and you can complete them while listening to the story. Or maybe you might like to create your own picture from scratch um, depicting what's in the story today. And if you do that, we would love to see some photos of it. Ask mum and dad to pop it on that Facebook page for us. And um, yeah, we'd love to see what you create. Very, very cool. All right, well, let's hear from Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. Here we go. Verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they all went there as usual for the celebration. After Passover, his parents left but they did not know that Jesus had stayed on in the city. They thought he was traveling with some other people and they went a whole day before they started looking for him. When they could not find him with their relatives and friends, they went back to Jerusalem and started looking for him there. Three days later, they found Jesus sitting in the temple, listening to the teachers and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was surprised at how much he knew and at the answers he gave. When his parents found him, they were amazed. His mother said, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been very worried, and we've been searching for you. Jesus answered, Why did you have to look for me? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? But his parents did not understand what he meant. Jesus went back to Nazareth with his parents and obeyed them. His mother kept on thinking about all that had happened. Jesus became wise and he grew strong. God was pleased with him and so were the people. That's a great passage. That one... Um really challenges me actually. Um, well, I'm so, not going to lie. Now that you've told your story, I was kind of imagining your mum as Mary in this story, freaking out about where <laughs> Jesus was, but you know, so no, I'm sorry. I interrupt. Go, go ahead. It should be a good Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I loved from this passage was right at the very end um, in verse 52. And it says, Jesus became wise and he grew strong. God was pleased with him. And so were the people. Um, and I love that because sometimes we forget that Jesus was at one point a baby, he was a kid, and he grew up. And uh, we don't have many stories in the Bible about Jesus's childhood, but this one is one of the few. And um, the fact that it says that he grew in wisdom and stature just reminds us that um, even though Jesus was perfect as a human, he um, had room for development. And just in the same way that we do, as we get older, we grow wiser um, and hopefully we make more decisions that are for God. Um, and it's really a good encouragement because it reminds us that um, when we pray to God, um, we have an advocate in Jesus who has experienced life just like we have, and he's experienced a lot of the emotions that we have and gone through a lot of the same things. Um, and so he is really able to understand um, how we're feeling, what's in our hearts and what we need in that moment, even if we don't understand it ourselves. Yeah, that, that is a great point, Ash. It's so comforting to think uh, for all of our kids out there that when you're feeling 
like you don't understand everything and there's things you can't do and that's sad or frustrating that Jesus knows exactly what that feels like because he had to grow in wisdom and strength and uh, get bigger uh, just like all of us have had to too. The thing I wanted to talk about, though, was in uh, verse uh, 48, when his mom comes to him and she's clearly upset and she says, you know, why, why have you done this to us? Like Jesus has been missing from them for three days. Um, his mom and dad have been really worried. And it sort of raises this question, did Jesus disobey his parents, which is kind of a big deal because we know that the Bible teaches us that children are to love and honor and obey uh, their parents. So what, what, what do we do with this? Did, did Jesus do the wrong thing? That We're told that Jesus is sinless. That, that can't be right, can it? So it's a bit of a you know, funny one to think through, but I like to think of it like this. Uh, sometimes when we disobey mom and dad, uh, we just straight up being disobedient. We should be listening to them. So if they ask us to uh, tidy our room, then the right thing for us to do is go ahead and do that. If they tell us not to hit our sister, then we shouldn't hit our sister. Uh, if they tell us that we're um, speaking uh, unkindly or harshly to them, we should listen to them and we should speak well. But there are other times when it might actually be more obedient to not do what mum and dad asks us to do, or at least not do it straight away. So let me give you an example. Imagine that you are around the corner from mum and dad and mum and dad call out and they say, come here, we are leaving right now. And you can tell they mean it, like they want you to come straight away. But you're around the corner and there's a littler kid than you who's fallen over and hurt themselves and they're upset. And so you're with them and you're trying to help them to feel better and you're trying to help them get back up. And so you don't listen to what mum and dad are asking you to do straight away. But here's the thing. Mum and dad have taught you that you're meant to be kind to little kids. They've taught you that you're to be loving and kind. The Bible says that you're to love your neighbor. And so in that moment, you made a decision to not do what mum and dad wanted you to do, but in a bigger way, you were obeying what they've taught you since you were little yourself to be loving and kind. And so there are sometimes when we might not do what mum and dad want in that moment, but we're actually still honoring and obeying them. And I think that's what Jesus does here. His mum and dad had taught him since he was a little kid to love God, to worship him, to obey him, to make him the most important thing in his life. And so even though, of course, Mary and Joseph wanted Jesus to be with them and they were very worried when he wasn't, uh, he knew that this was his chance to stay in the temple and to serve God and to be there and answer people's questions and to help them. And so he didn't do what mom and dad wanted in the moment, but he was still honoring and obeying what they'd always taught him, which is to love God first and most. Does that make sense, Ash? Yeah, that definitely does. And that's actually helped me to understand um, this passage a lot more. I was feeling a little bit confused at the beginning. So um, thanks for clarifying that. And that's a great, um, great example that you gave with the parents. Okay, kids, we have an awesome special guest lined up for you today. I am sure you all know this person. He has been on your TV screens every week since we've gone into isolation. And he's been really missing you guys at church, so this person wanted to pop on and say hi and tell you a little bit about some of the things he's been up to in the last couple of months. And it is, of course, our awesome minister, Matt Hare. Thanks, Matt. Hey, kids. It's Matt here. That's right, Safi's dad. I've been busy with a bunch of different things these days, meeting and talking with people online, organising people to help out with Sunday church. That's actually kind of cool, really. On Wednesdays now, people come down to the church building and 
get recorded in front of a camera, you know, reading the Bible, praying, or talking about the Bible, which you all get to see on Sunday online for church. Uh, it's good to know we can still connect with each other as God's people, even when we're apart. Uh, there's no doubt, though, I miss seeing you all, and I'm sure you miss seeing more of your friends from church too. But here's the thing. I was reading the other day in the Bible, one of the Psalms, Psalm 25, that says, God is our friend. Uh, this is what it says in Psalm 25, verse 14. Our Lord, you are the friend of your worshippers, and you make an agreement with all of us. Uh, how cool is that? God the creator of everything, the ruler of the entire universe, is our friend. And even though we can't see him, we know him through his word and through his promises, promises that he's made an agreement. He's promised to forgive us and love us and always be with us as we trust in his son, Jesus. That is crazy good. We should thank him for Jesus. We should sing to him about Jesus and tell others about Jesus because as we do this, we show we've got the greatest friend ever in God through Jesus. Well, thanks for listening to me today. I look forward to seeing you soon, sometime in the future. See ya. Thank you, Matt. That was awesome. And I know we are all looking forward to seeing you again in person very soon, hopefully. It's now time for question time. And just another reminder to send in your questions to us. And you can do that through the link that's in the show notes. Um, it'll also be on the Facebook uh, page for you to access as well. If that doesn't work, record it as a voice memo on your parents' phone and they can send it to us in an email or through Facebook. So this week's question comes from Mr. Matty Snare from Sparks. Any any relation at all, James? A distant distant yeah, cousin? Yeah, uh, distant cousin, something like that. No, no, great kid, loving the bits. He is my third uh, child, my second son, and uh, this is a great question. I'm proud of him. I'm not I'm not going to hide it. It's an excellent question. So let's hear what Maddie has to ask. Why did Satan turn away from God to do evil? This is a great question from Matty, and I'm going to hand it over to James to answer it in, in, in its entirety because I actually am so keen to hear the answer to this too. So take it away, James. All right. First up, I just want to say, uh, Gosford PC Kids, you are doing an incredible job with awesome questions that you're giving to us each week. So this week we've got, why did Satan turn away from God to do evil? All right, here's, again, I, you know, you guys know I love to give you the, these deep, big, fancy theological uh, answers to these questions. So here it is. Here, here's the big one. We're not really sure. That's, that's the big question there, but I can help us out a little bit more than that. Uh, so here's the deal. We know that God created the world and everything in it. And our best uh, guess from reading the Bible is that Satan was an angel called Lucifer, uh, who was with God in the beginning and was probably made before uh, the physical world uh, and everything that came in that. And at some point, Satan did indeed turn away from God because when he shows up in the garden, uh, when Adam and Eve are there in the place that God said was good, it's pretty clear that Satan is already uh, working against God and trying to get Adam and Eve to do the same. 
And the truth is the Bible doesn't tell us anything about why Satan chose to do that. But we do get a sense that maybe he's trying to get power for himself, that maybe uh, the lies that he's telling about God are so that he can ruin God's plans. And typically, if you're working against somebody or you're trying to take something away from them, it's because you're trying to get something for yourself. So at least one of the reasons that Satan turned away from God is because he wanted to do stuff for himself. He wanted what was God's. He wanted to be powerful. In, in some ways, we could say that he wanted to be like God. But here's the thing. Satan, as an angel, would have gotten to see God uh, in a really, really special way. He would have been close to God. The, the angels get to see God in a way that we don't know. And so it doesn't make any sense that Satan would look at God and think, oh man, things will be so much better for me if I can have what he's got because Satan should have seen God's goodness. Satan should have seen the creation of the world and saw everything wonderful and great that God did. So it doesn't make any sense that Satan did what he did. And so we have to think about it like this. Whatever motivated Satan, we know that God is in control of everything. And even though it's really, really hard for us to understand why God would plan for Satan to turn away from him and plan to do uh, and plan for Satan to do evil things and let him to do those things, we have to trust that God is good and that he's let things happen in this world uh, for a reason that at the end of time, when everything is played out, that we're going to be able to look at it and say, Wow, God did such a great job. And the reason that we can trust him is not because uh, he just tells us, oh, it's cool, I'm, I'm going to make it work, it'll be a really fun story. The reason that we can trust him is because Jesus came into this world, that God himself became like one of us. And just like we saw in the story there, he came in as a child and he knows what it's like to live in this world where bad things happen and we feel pain and where nasty things uh, happened to us or people that we care and love. And what ended up happening to Jesus was that he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. So if God wasn't good, if God didn't love us, if God didn't have a plan that was going to end in something really wonderful happening, why on earth would he come into this world and suffer like one of us and die like one of us to defeat death in order that we might live with him? So Maddie and all the other kids out there, we don't know exactly what was going on in Satan's heart or why he turned away from God, but we know it's all part of God's plan. And because God has shown us that he's good and that he loves us by sending Jesus into this world to die and rise again, we can trust that whatever God is doing, that it is going to be for the good of those who love him. And at the end, we're going to understand enough to know that God did what was good and true and right. And it's our job to trust him until then. So, Ash, anything coming off of that? Does that make sense? Any, any follow-ups, you think? No, I think you covered everything. That was really, really insightful. So thanks for that, James. And that concludes another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Again, we would love to have you send in any questions you have, whether it's something that was prompted by this episode, a previous episode, or maybe it's something that you've been um, thinking about for a while but haven't had the confidence to ask someone before. We would love to answer any Bible questions that you have. 
Yep, absolutely. It's such a privilege to get to hear from you guys. Uh, we, we love how much you guys love Jesus. You know, you're curious about the Bible and you've got questions and you're thinking hard. And we should always be doing that with our faith. So I'm going to pray now to finish us up and then we'll say goodbye for this week. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for showing us your goodness. Thank you for showing us that we can trust you in all things. We pray, Father, that just like Jesus was a child who trusted you, that we too would be uh, children and grown-ups and adults who trust you in all things. Please help us to obey you and to be loving and kind as you command us to be. And please, uh, this week, may we go forth and show other people the love that you have shown us. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.